Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and the CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. And I always welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Mr. Ming Zhang on the show together with me. He's a world-renowned, award-winning designer and the founder of MZA Architecture. We are going to discuss about the development in the U.S. and China, especially how China develops its cities, and as an architect working with Chinese clients on projects with China. How the experience looks like and what tips you should know. And in the meantime, we will also compare with the U.S. architects and the development here, so that we have a picture of how the differences and the commonalities between these two countries. Welcome to the show, Ming. Thank you, Michelle.、Yeah. Let's start with your introduction. Can you briefly talk about who you are, what you are doing? Yeah. What、well, as you mentioned.、I'm My name is Ming Zhang, and、uh, the president of、uh, MZA Architecture, headquartered in、uh, Bellevue, Washington, and、uh, also have an office in Shanghai. And we、uh, focus on commercial, hospitality, and multi-family office projects globally.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, our two biggest markets are in, in Northwest U.S. and also in China. Mm. And China is、uh, not just one corner of China. It's、uh, yeah, China. Is,、uh, yeah, I've been design work in China over sixty cities. You know, hundred thirty-five, more than hundred thirty projects. Yeah, wow. In the last、uh, <laughs> maybe twenty some years. Yeah, yeah. So you are living in the U.S. for many many years. Can you also give us a little bit of background of how you got into this industry?、Uh, okay. Your experience side. Okay, I、uh, learn architecture in China and、uh, get a bachelor degree. Then have opportunity, apply the scholarship and、uh, enter the Illinois Institute of Technology, Chicago, for graduate study in architecture. And、uh, very fortunately,、uh, my professor is a very famous、uh, high-rise expert in the world, and、uh, Marion Golden Smith.、Uh, and Chicago, everybody knows, is the they call the hometown of high-rise. You know,、mm-hmm. uh, it's the birthplace of high-rise in the world. So naturally, my research area is always in the in high-rise buildings. I think that's kind of a.、Uh, if I'm looking back, probably influenced when I was a kid. You know, when I was ten years old, and I visited Shanghai to visit my relatives, and、uh, able to see the Park Hotel. Which is twenty-four stories, which、uh, tallest building in the seventies in China. So, so in the seventies, yeah. So I'm <laughs> so shocked by the height, and、uh, so I guess that's drawn my curiosity and interest in in learning architecture later. Yeah.、Uh-huh. And when you come to the U.S. for your master degree in architecture, when was that? 
It's in went to US in Six. 1986, and then I'm uh, old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the architect, I'm um, still young. Yeah. Yeah, with so many projects you have done accomplished, yeah. that's uh, really amazing. So that tells us how many years of experience yeah. <laughs> of being an architect and uh, really being very hand on many projects. Uh, and I know that uh, you have experience working for large companies uh, doing big projects in your early career, yeah. then you have your experience of owning your own companies. Can you also give us a little bit of background on yeah. this career path you have went through? Yeah, like I said, I started in a research, started on the high-rise building design. And uh, when I was in graduate school, then when I graduated, naturally, I'm shooting for the large architecture firm, so they have a chance to design high-rise buildings. Mm-hmm. So, so I applied uh, uh, Callison, you know, the, in Seattle, which is one of the biggest firm in the world. And uh, so, luckily, be selected, and I from there I just started uh, doing uh, projects I dreamed of, you know, the local high-rise buildings. Mm. And then in the mid nineties, you know, the China really opened the doors, uh, represent the firm, opened the market, opened the design projects, and you know, study design high-rise projects in China. So since then, I'm always doing the project both sides, never stopped. Flying across the Pacific Ocean yeah, all the time, right? Many times, <laughs> yeah. And uh, changed my passport, you know, f- 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 uh, six passports now, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think you are very lucky. You picked the right cities to live, yes. to start your career, and oh. then the right um, timing for China. <laughs> exactly. Chinese said the right place in the right time right people, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, learning high-rise in Chicago, which is the best place to learn high-rise. Seattle is the most beautiful place to live and the most economic, uh, booming, uh, booming city. And uh, so it's in the last, you know, all these years, 20 years. So, and China is another way in a much bigger scale, you know. So as architect, we are very fortunately, I mean, seriously, for the Chinese architect, there's no history before have this probably no history after this mm. it's just uh, this 30 40 years is uh, just incredible for the human history in China in terms of development and uh, construction and every, every area yeah yeah I think uh, since the late 70s I would say really starting from the 80s 80s yeah right yeah. then we mm-hmm. see cities change it's not just cities the whole country, whole country yeah has been changing dramatically. Yeah. Many places, uh, it's like uh, wiping out all these old buildings yeah. and start with uh, new, shining <laughs> high-rise. Well, first is new cities. Right. Uh, then new township, then new high-rises. Uh, that's a much bigger scale in the planning compared with here, yeah. But the U.S. is much more mature market, right? Uh, which is a different situation. So high-rise of a 35, 30-story 30 individual high-rise here is a big project already. But in China, it's a kind of small Everywhere. project. Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, that to just compare U.S. and China, we talked about, uh, you know, that's the time the whole country is developing in a large environment. But on the other side, the mindset is very different. The way how people are looking at uh, developing the cities is very different. Can you also give us a little bit uh, your own personal view about uh, when you're working with the different uh, sides, right, yeah. the development, uh, no matter it's the government or <laughs> developers, yeah. yeah, what you experienced? Well, um, generally speaking, 
I mean, Chinese government agencies first is very strong because they are really uh, in control of the other roadless development in a, in, in a certain degree, especially design in approval. And, and the city planning, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, in a certain degree, not only just the planning, but it's, it's the individuals, like mayor, the, the big leaders. shop uh-huh. leaders really have a lot of influence in the whole cities, you know, planning and uh, in even important building design. They, they're going to prove that, you know. Okay. In the U.S., it's a system. So we just go through the system. It takes a much longer process. You know, in the U.S., like Seattle these days, uh, schematic design approval takes uh, 15 months to 18 months. In China, no more than two months. You can see the speed is very different. Yeah. In China, the leaders uh, have big influence on yeah, each project. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's one. Another one is not the Chinese. Because China has been so poor, so slow for you know, several generations and centuries, so when the 1980s, when the door opened, they see so much difference, so much contrast between them and the outside world. So every area, every industry, people have a mentality like to absorb, learn from outsiders. Mm. So the same thing applied to the real estate and the design. Most developers, the clients, governor, they really welcome all these creative ideas. They don't like box. They want something very unique. It's common for developers. I want my building the most unique in the city. Mm. They all have this kind of a expectation. So that really gives uh, the ambitious, creative architects a lot of opportunities, which they normally don't have in other countries. Mm. Because in, in other countries like the U.S., the developers are more looking for your past experience. How many buildings, similar buildings you built, they don't really pay attention to how beautiful your building is. They just pay how many you can build. So because they know if you build ones, when they hire you, they are pretty safe. They mm-hmm. can control everything, the budget, the technology, you know, there's less risk. So because maybe this is much more legal, heavy oriented Regu- country. And regulation. So regulation. So the developers pay more attention to this than beautiful design. Mm. They just want to make sure it's high efficient and it's a reasonable design. But I do see the trend in you know, these days that the developers getting more into the you know, more creative, creative side, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of like that because it fit our firm's you know, uh, strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so China gives a good environment for young architects yes. yeah, who yeah. are very creative and yeah. have ambitions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not only young, but any architects, some established, like well-known international firms, mm. they get a chance there now because uh, they're open to everybody. Mm. So, in fact, uh, in, in a certain degree, the, this is a better. Used to be, all the big important projects, they only invite international firms to design competition. Mm. Now, of course, we're always working with the local firms to join the venture together. Once you win the project, yeah. Mm. Yeah, on this part, I want to just uh, dig a little bit to the China side, the the background of uh, the architect, this type of. Uh, industry or, or as professional yeah. right in China because I remember you know before the door opened in the yeah. 1980s in China if you go to a city you see all the buildings are the same yeah. I've been to Russia it's very similar to the that mm. Soviet Union time right oh, yeah. it's very functional 
boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That also reflected、uh, because so many years in that type of situation. Yeah. That's why there's not many architects. Yeah. In China,、yeah. or if there are,、uh, there were those people are more like、uh, just building the functional yes. Yes. kind、yeah. of buildings. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah, that's true because China is just so much short of architects when they open the door because they don't have that training for long, over ten years. They cut this、uh, major in the colleges, but there's so many, so many new work. That's why they invite all the international firms to participate. Hmm. Probably the most open country than any other country in the world, yeah, because the workload, because the people appreciate the good design.、Mm. We come back to the differences between U.S. and China on the large environment side. Another thing you mentioned、uh, in China or in the U.S. that budget is one of the factors、uh, yeah. being very. Tightly controlled or being viewed as one of the criteria for、yeah. that's why people hire experienced architect. Then in China, is that a budget also a very important、uh, criteria when they open for bids or the design? Again, the realist field getting more mature. Used to be you no, know, they just want creative idea. They don't put a budget limit there. Wow! But practically, it's a real project. So when you win the project, there are a lot of.、Uh, I'm called VE value evaluation. You know, you can cut a lot of things to meet the budget. They have budget, of course, they have budget. But when they only ask few for projects, the design, they don't. They, they, they just want to create. So that's why they don't of, want to give you a box. Yeah,、mm-hmm. they don't want to limit your imagination. So that's reality. Is a lot of final finished product is a lot as your initial design. Unfortunately,、mm-hmm. because、uh, they don't pay attention at the beginning, but then they pay attention at the, at the end. And because yeah, everybody have a budget, right? So the most famous word for Chinese developers: I want the best design, I want、uh, cost, least cost.、Mm-hmm. You, you want both.、Mm-hmm. It's every industry in the China like that.、Uh, they want the best quality design, but also they want least cost. It's a lot easier to do that work. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying is well, it's understandable, right? Everybody developer wants this. But China make that more extreme. Yeah, it makes a little bit difficult for architects. Is they don't tell you up in the front of the number. Yeah. Yeah, the budget limit. The good side is then you can be really, really creative,、yeah. use your talent、yeah. without a limitation. But on the other side is a lot of work needs to be redone <laughs> when you get but the project. But even that, I yeah. Yeah, we believe creative design does not necessarily cost more money.、Mm. You have truly be we truly believe that because great quality design it just make every life easier. You know, make the users much more comfortable, makes building more efficient, makes building more exciting to look at. You know, people every day come here. I mean, this is the building. People stay there for most of the time. They have to feel proud of that, which is a very important factor. You cannot measure by just.、Uh, Not money, you know.、Mm-hmm. People have to be happy, and、uh, at home, half the time work is half the time. Yeah, yeah. All related to the buildings. Yeah. Modern life, modern work. We are inside versus outside in the、yeah. nature. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to take a quick break. We'll be back right away. 
Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. I'm with uh, Mr. Ming Zhang talking about uh, architect and uh, architecture in China. Ming, I know you are being called as the the new generation of uh, IMP in the U.S. So you are the first Chinese uh, after, you know, the 1949, the new China established, received the highest uh, award and being the fellow of American Institute of Architects. So I think uh, the path you have been through in your professional career is very interesting and inspiring to many of us. I'm very curious about, uh, as a Chinese uh, working in the U.S. and in this uh, field of architect uh, professional, what kind of uh, secret sauce you have that uh, you can share with us for building your career? Okay. I mean, architects, like I said, you know, a lot of time is luck. You know, you need to be right time, right place. But also you need to be prepared, and so you have to prepare well. Of course, you have to love what you're doing, as we talked before. So I always enjoy doing architecture. Always enjoy working with the clients, and uh, so in my career, I've been uh, able to work with some of the famous clients uh, on the projects both here and in China. And uh, some of the projects I'm doing locally here. You know, right now I'm doing this uh, several high-rise buildings. One of them is. Uh, Ninth and how it's a 37-story high-rise uh, hotel and apartment. Most hotel buildings, which is uh, just across from the Washington State Convention Center expansion project. So that's in downtown in Seattle. Seattle. Downtown. Mm-hmm. And the client is a long-time client. So we designed two other hotel projects. This is the most famous hotel developer in Seattle. So we did three hotels project for them and already. So there's a third one. So I think anywhere the clients are always looking for the people they trust with, uh, they know they can they can deliver the product. You know, also for me, they if they appreciate the great design, then they they, they hire you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just lucky to able to working with some of them for many years. And uh, our design always, you know, try to always respect the site. You know, the site is a very tight downtown site. We promote a lot of. Uh, Street life, you know, so mm. people the pedestrian walk the street can able to easily get to our bar, our lounge, even though it's a hotel for serving the guests, but also serving the public. So try to open more to the people walking on the street. Mm. A lot of even street sitting there, so people can drink, talking along the sidewalk. And uh, the building try to respect the next door, which is already phase one. We try to build this one based on the same material, but we have something fresher, newer, you know, 
we create a uh, urban life, which is a put a even roof garden at the top podium level, so people can have a fireplace, have a drinks there on the roof garden, and wow. enjoy the city view. I always believe a good design is always based on understanding uh, the people's uh, needs, the consumers' needs, the users' needs, and also through creative ideas to able to create generate value for the for the investor for the developer is also important. Mm-hmm. But also most important is uh, make sure the building really adding value to this community. So because the buildings also everybody can see it and how benefit the building the, the surrounding community that's uh, also very important so our architect has those social responsibilities yeah mm-hmm. sounds like uh, from your career or when you are doing the designing work you consider many aspects versus just the building and yes. just the developer who is paying the money yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. on the other side i also learned from you that uh, as an architect communication skills is really really important yeah to get the work done effectively. And uh, as a Chinese coming here to the U.S., you were an adult. It is a, a challenge just adding to the layer to compare yeah. to local people. Yeah. yeah. So how did you overcome that part, the uh, challenge? It takes time because, you know, even today, my accent is pretty strong. It's always disadvantage at the meet the new kinds at the beginning, right? I mean, now it's better because my reputation before when you're young, you know, a foreigner with an accent is a lot easier to build that trust immediately. But again, as you continue working with them, eventually you will see who is shining out. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just a, every business like that. But I have to say, in the architecture industry in the U.S., you know, it's, it's pretty much dominated by White male, yes, not a, specifically it's white male. And uh, it is, uh, there's a reason there, you know, because most developers are white males. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are, for many reasons, they are friends, they are easy to come together, the same background. And because a lot of clients, there's two parts to when they select architect. One is the experience, the reputation of architect. Another one is you know, whether they feel comfortable working with you. Mm-hmm. There's a relationship. I mean, China, same way. So when they have a relationship with it, it's fun. The whole project takes easily four or five years. Mm-hmm. You can meet every week. They want to be have fun. Mm-hmm. So as a foreigner, a lot of time you don't have that uh, intimacy. close intimacy. So, so we have to build based on our strength, our you know professional strength. But I'm the person also not that boring. So I mean I enjoy you know lunch with them. And golf and all this, you know. So there's a common interest there, and uh, so and also most important is yes, I may have an accent, but I can communicate my thoughts, ideas clearly. You may speak fluent English. We all know that situation. You're good at English in the language, but doesn't mean you're good at your ideas. Yeah. So how do you make sure your ideas, the points, be clearly demonstrated out, and also have a beautiful, you know, graphic presentation? The architect is a graphic guy we need to make sure I can sketch in front of a client about what his thought about my thoughts so those kind of a means of method really help bridge the gap mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah mm. um, can you give us a few examples of the design work you have done yeah what kind of ideas behind it and how this project uh, you okay. know get started how you win that uh, contract well for example I know you live in the city of Redmond and uh, I designed a city, Redmond City Hall. Yeah, I pass by that building every day. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's early 2000s, and we don't have much public project experience before. 
But the beauty of public project in U.S. is they also go through competition, you know, bidding. A lot like private companies don't do that. So because it's through the public bidding process, we decided to enter the competition because it requires some design competition. Our strength is design ideas. If you only look at our qualifications, we may not be selected. But this time, they're looking for design. So we decided to enter. 14 firms from whole U.S. nation applied, and we will luckily be selected final three because our ideas. Then in the final three firms, we are competing with big firms like MBBJ, ZGF. This is the most famous firms in the U.S. So us, you know, much you know, less reputable than them. But then we three firms doing a more in-depth design concept competition. Mm-hmm. So my concept stand out. In almost 11 judges all vote us as the first one. Wow. All the cities, they open to the citizens. 85% citizens put us as in a, a first place. They give the city staff to vote. So three votes, we all in the first places. Why? Because we really get what the city hall is essential about. Because, again, it benefited from my Eastern philosophy and aesthetic you know, knowledge. I believe in the harmony between people building and the nature. Mm-hmm. That harmony is very is philosophy for Asian. So I apply this one to this building. Make sure this building fit the because it's next to a park, the river, fit very well with the park. Make sure the building is also serving the people because the city hall is about serving the, the community, the serving the citizens. We create this grand, we call it a common community living room space. So we tie the office function together. Uh, this space become a 24 hours activity center. The, the community people can register for some of their own events, the parties. They can do that evening, they can do a concert there, they can do birthday party, they can do a community discussion. So really serving the people, not just come here to work. Mm-hmm. That concept really, I think, hit the essential for everybody. You know? mm-hmm. Because citizens want something they can be proud of, they can be used for. Of course, the staff want some beautiful environment, healthy, and this is also lead in a civil building. So a lot of healthy design method into the building system. Yeah, yeah definitely that building and the surroundings served that goal because yeah. uh, I am a resident there and a lot of the residents are hanging out in that building, yeah. inside or outside, right? Yeah. And the trail nearby. Yeah. So it's really the place that uh, in Redmond yeah. we go to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, recently I'm designing Zhengzhou East District, is a Zhengzhou Center. So that's in China, in Henan China, province. Henan province, which is the tallest building in that city, you know, 350 meters tall, and uh, which is a major, major mixed-use development, and uh, three major towers. You know, with an office, hotel, retail center, and uh, tied it with a subway system, connect with the central park in, the, uh, in front of it. So it, it's become a landmark building for the city. That's what you want, you know. And, and the whole design also, a landmark building doesn't, you may have a height, but doesn't mean you become landmark. You have to, what's the concept? What's the story? So this design, we really try to understand what is Zhengzhou, what is Holland about. So I took one day in the Holland Museum just to look at all these ancient treasures of that province uh, and understanding the history, the culture, the art about that region. And we come up with this uh, great concept inspired by ancient uh, treasure 2,500 years ago. So the building form, the shape, is transferred mostly from a round shape to a square shape. 
and almost like that uh, traditionally is almost like that drinking vessel, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, but it's much bigger scale. Of course, this building form, inspired by the history of the culture, but also it's very reasonable, very logical for super tall buildings because it's a symmetry building. Mm. So structurally, it's a symmetry. But for tall building, it has be, symmetry is the most efficient, cost-effective structural system. So that symmetry really plays a very important role in this building design concept and efficiency because a square shape always is much more efficient than any art shape, you know. And then we introduce all this, you know, lot of uh, the green space, the healthy, you know, concept, you know, the people space, how to tie the office building with the wall directly, how to make sure, take advantage of the height, we put a major lounge at the top of the building to enjoy the whole city view. Wow. So really, I have to, again, create a value for the city and also create a value for the developer. It's always our design, you know, goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really put people in the center when yes. you're considering the yeah. design. Because building is for the people. It's mm-hmm. not for machines. And it's not a sculpture. Sculptures have 3D quality, but nobody inside. So that people can stay there for you know, many, many, many years. Now, how mm-hmm. make sure people feel, number one, is healthy for them. Number two, they feel proud of. Number three, they feel uh, uh, fun. You know, mm-hmm. Live or work inside. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be come back uh, very soon. Let's take a quick break. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China. From business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students, you need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, we're back. So, before we took the break, uh, mean you talked about uh, some of the building designs as examples, and I think uh, you have done so many projects uh, with your firm in China uh, during the past uh, 20 years. <laughs> and maybe give us a quick rundown of the most important, uh, you know, famous uh, projects that you have done. So people, if we go to China, we know these are the products from okay. your company. Okay. It's been so long time, and uh, look at it. in the early days, some landmark building include the Grand Gateway Plaza in Shanghai, Xuhui, mm. which is one of the earliest major truly mixed-use development, retail-driven mixed-use development in, in TOD project in China. I mean, always very popular in China for uh, in terms of revenue also, you know, top 10 for many years, revenue. And in Shanghai, we also did the famous Zhangjiang High-Tech Semiconductor Park, which really integrate, really look into how to make sure this office environment suitable for high-tech company to work, to live. So it's an yeah. industry park? Yeah, in the, in the high-tech industry park. How big is it, this it's, project? Oh, uh, that's in China. The square so, meters. Uh, so it's a 45 hectares, you know, which is a pretty big. It's a campus. So the building is not tall, but it's 80 buildings, you know. 
Eighty buildings in the campus. And yeah, from small, medium to large, you know. But a lot of community parks, and uh, then we did the Shanghai uh, Fudan University, the called International Exchange Academic Exchange Center, which is also Crown Plaza Hotel. So it's a, a conference hotel, you know, in the Fudan Hotel. And、uh, in Fuzhou, we did the Fujian Provincial Power Company headquarters,、wow. which is a、uh, win the most sustainable building award in the Asian Real Estate Summit in 2006, I think. Then we just recently we finished the Fuzhou Strait Youth、uh, Center.、Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you want me to change to speak Chinese also for that title, so easy to be honest, like Haixia Xinjiang Jiaoliu Zhongxin. That's、uh, for the international important project. Really, many for the young people have an annual conference between China and Taiwan, very、uh, important political venue. But also, this is going to be major supporting starting project for the Nanshi Zimou、uh, Free Trading Zone District. And that's an island. It's an island because that whole island is dedicated to a free trading zone. So there's going to be more different companies going to be moved there.、Mm-hmm. But this project is a really truly mixed project with an exhibition center, concert hall, retail, cultural street, hotel, office, and、uh, even youth. You know, like YMCA dormitory. You know, so for young. So so it's a truly mixed use. So they can serve in the surrounding、mm. corporations for the future. Yeah, and we did、uh, so many. Yeah, the Dalian. We did、uh, the most tallest building in the. Along the Donggang, which is an old port area, and there's four major towers. And Suzhou, we did the Sunny World Twin, a 50-story apartment service apartment tower. Nanjing, we did the Jiangsu Power headquarters, and some famous one like、uh, Huawei. We did the Huawei Beijing Environmental Science Park, 12 research R&D buildings. Wow! And、uh, it's a very interesting story. I work with a.、Uh, Mr. Zhen Zhenfei directly because he's always pay, personally approve the design for all his projects. Wow! He's very hands-on and he's very direct. He never give you any sympathy if you're not doing good job. <laughs> uh, uh, he's never shining off or appealing and criticize you. So very fun, unique experience working with him.、Mm. And、uh, we are now doing OCT, which is an overseas Chinese city, Huachaocheng. The major entertainment, amusement, retail project in Haiko, Hainan Island.、Mm. Yeah. That's again a really, really big project. Yeah, yeah. We did another major big project, Hangzhou, which is、uh, called the、uh, EFC Center, Europe American Center.、Mm. We did a major five towers, two office towers, and three service apartment for this、uh, kind of longtime friends. So it's a very successful project, and Alibaba, you know, rent, you know. Some of the office building there already. Most all I designed the U.S. center there, all filled by high tech companies. Yeah, because it's next for Alibaba campus.、Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. I, I believe as an architect, you can be very proud about、uh, your path in this world and uh, left uh, lots of landmark here. <laughs> yeah, that's the f- exciting things and the proud things we have because、uh, even we pass away, the buildings always remain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also a lot of、uh, responsibility because you don't know who are going to be major、uh, criticized if you do a good job. <laughs> <Yeah> . Well, I think、uh, you have done so many projects in China, and、uh, our audience、uh, are the people who are interested in learning more about China. So, what kind of tips、uh, would you give to the people who are really thinking about?、Uh, 
working in China or taking projects, uh, you know, in China in the future? Well, China has been in the last thirty, forty years has been grow so fast and also has built up their system. So, like any other business, you know, takes time to be more succeed. Time is essential. You cannot expecting you go to China tomorrow. You can be very successful for right away or one year, two years. You need to be patient in doing business in China、mm-hmm. because、uh, people in China they want to build friendship first before they trust you. Yeah, give you work. That takes time. Always relationship first, then、yeah, I mean, business. It's universal, but China probably more pay attention to that. And so the best way for you to get a business there is、uh, ideally, you really know some trusted clients. Either go with them to your channel, or you meet them. You know them there, so they can start in for you your business. You know, that's the best way. Rather than because such a big country, you cannot just go there shopping around. You know, you need to referred by some trusted people to their circle. So that's important to know some insider people.、Mm. So it's important to do business there. Oh, I have a question because I know a lot of those、uh, China projects. They really just open for bids from、yeah. all over the world.、Yeah. In that situation. Do we still need to find people do referrals, or is it just a very fair, open kind of process that everybody can submit it, their <laughs> projects?、Uh, there's another thing. Until you get inside, you, know, you understand what's the complexity of that. Because、uh, from the surface, it's fair, right? But、uh, still, under the surface, there's many situations. I mean, some situations are very fair,、mm-hmm. and、uh, I would say, especially the major, major public projects, you know. And、uh, they has to go through the fair process、mm-hmm. with a major judge to judge that. Some projects, if some individuals have much more interest in that project, like a mayor, you know, if he's very much paid attention to the project, if he he likes one project design, he may be selected, you know.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, for developer, you know, they are look at depend how sophisticated they are. You know, the very sophisticated developer always choosing a good design and hire them. If they are not unsophisticated, they may get your idea. At some local firm doing that development, so they can have less fee. So that's、uh, very complicated. That's why until you, whatever competition or a lot of competition, it's always best to have some inside connection there, so you understand the dynamics of the, the thing.、Mm. So you're not going to run in that. You think you can just win by your design? Not、okay. always the case. Not always the case. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Another way is you know, one way to open that is、uh, build some strong relationship with the local partners, like、uh, local architects.、Mm. Because they always looking for great, good design firm globally, so they want to build relationship also. So if you can have some of that connection, they can give you a lot of referrals and also help you do a lot of things from the local side.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's、okay. quite important. So we talked about be patient, <coughs> and we also talked about、uh, you know build a relationship、yeah. and find partners、right、or people, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the right people to help you. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else? Well, most important is your again as architects. Most the Chinese really value the the design ideas. You have to be confident you able to deliver something very special, but also very appropriate for that market,、mm. which takes a lot of、uh, skill set and also the one like myself has a better advantage because I know both sides needs. And、uh, a foreigner, this common developer said、uh, they may like the the idea at the beginning, but it's difficult to make it work for China. That's very common in China.、Mm. That's why they enjoy working with people like my type. That they really we kind of bring the both. When they say something, we understand quickly, and also the what's deep inside the meaning.、Mm. And、uh, but yeah, able to help them to solve the solution creatively is very important. And of course, 
as any other building, it's a very expensive process. So you need to be competitiveness in, in the cost also is important for Chinese developers. Well, those are very, very important uh, points. We should uh, remember and we should <laughs> pay attention to when yeah, thinking yeah. about the China market. And I think it's not just uh, for, you know, the architect. Uh, for any or, business. Yeah, for yeah. any business, yeah. right? That's a similar kind and, of... And remember, China is a global market. doesn't matter which business you are. Whenever you go to China to work in that, you are just prepared. You are compete with a whole global similar competitors. Mm-hmm. That's a much tougher. And also, remember, China itself has been growing so much. Every industry, architecture same way. I mean, I can see the local architecture firm. Their design is way more sophisticated than 10 years ago. Yeah. So, so we always have a constantly pressure and the true competition these days than 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a different environment. Mm-hmm. But uh, it has a lot of opportunities. <laughs> uh, yes, also it continues a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Oh, this is a great conversation. Uh, I think uh, if our audience are very eager to see the uh, design from your firm, uh, where is a good place that they can go to see? Okay, so my website, right? The easiest was my website, www.mza-us.com. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. mza-us.com Thanks so much for taking the time talking to me. Thank you, Michelle. And thanks for our audience. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to In China with Michelle Zhou. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week. 